feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking lot. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Talk about election interference. How interesting is this, that the special counsel, Jack Smith, who is investigating President Trump and again also indicted Trump, remember on election 2020, the January 6th charges, those are the recent ones that the special counsel came down with. Well, now he has been asking the judge as to when the trial should start. And you're never going to believe it, but it is right smack in the primary season. I'm talking about the elections. Of course, the election season basically is really well underway. We have the first debate coming up on August 23rd. That's right around the corner. Then the next one's in September. But the primaries really get sort of full swing. You've got the Iowa caucus. Then you have Nevada, South Carolina, New Hampshire, all of those sort of smack together. That's a really, really busy time. And guess what? Jack Smith, the special counsel, says, you know when that trial should start? It should start January 2nd, 2024. First off, how transparent could you be? Because Donald Trump would basically have to be in court the entire time of the trial, which is a lot of time and effort and focus. How is he going to campaign? How could he be in Iowa for the caucuses? How could he be in these other key primary states? This is a very important time in the campaign cycle. And he's the leading GOP candidate. And you're going to suddenly say, well, he's got to have to be in court on a federal court case starting January 2nd. That, to me, is so unbelievably obvious that the goal is to just bog Trump down to tie up his schedule and also his legal team and his campaign team make it so difficult that he basically can campaign. That is really ridiculous. And to me, the epitome of election interference. And also, let's just talk about it from a practical standpoint. How many trials really start on like a January 2nd? That's in the middle of holiday season. It's right, of course, after Christmas. It's, of course, right after, you know, New Year's. And you're going to try to, like, ruin his holidays, ruin his campaign, and ruin his life. That clearly seems to be the strategy of this special counsel. And it becomes more and more obvious as time goes on. I hope that the judge in this case says, no, this doesn't really sound right. This fast-tracking and slamming it right there at the very beginning of the campaign season at any part of the campaign season just seems downright ridiculous. Hopefully this judge will have the courage to say, no, this is obviously very politically charged. The timing of this is transparent. No, no, no. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222. And I also, as I have been listening to President Trump in the last 24 hours or so, he's been making a lot of comments. And one of the things he just came out with a little bit ago was saying, 
that the public, basically the American people, need to really get to the bottom of it. They really, really need to know what's going on and understand that this is incredibly politically charged, that this is obviously all about just going after President Trump any which way but loose. So take a listen. Here is President Trump just a little bit ago saying this is all the Democrats just going after orange man bad. Take a listen. We need people of stature. We need people that are brave. We need people that are patriots. We don't need cowards because we're fighting a radical left fringe of this country. And I say it, you know, we have dangers from within and from without. But the dangers from within are more dangerous because, you know, the dangers from without outside China, Russia, etc. I can handle them. I can handle them. The ones within are a little more tricky. And here he is uh, talking to my buddy, Eric Bowling, and this is what he had to say about the special counsel and basically him just coming at Trump every which way but lose. Take a listen. Jack Smith. Yeah. Biden gets Merrick Garland to get Jack Smith to do these investigations of you. Deranged. He's like a deranged human being. We'll I watch this guy. Talk, yeah, what's his motivation? What's I think I think he's just a sick guy. Uh, he destroyed the lives of many people. He was overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court. I believe he's 0 and 5. In other words, he takes it to the end. He was involved with the IRS scandal, the big lowest learner IRS. That was him. That was his baby, mm-hmm. where the government had to end up paying money, damages, and apologies all over the place where they went after Christians and they went after incredible people. Jack Smith, uh, he's like a he's like a deranged individual. And I think we're doing very well with that guy. But he is uh, he's a sick puppy. And also the stunning details that came out like 24, 48 hours ago that the January 6th committee and I'm talking about the Betty Thompson, Jamie Raskin, uh, Liz Cheney committee. Remember the one-sided presentation that was like endless consuming for months upon months? Well, guess what? Suddenly they destroyed evidence. Some of the evidence is missing and has been destroyed. So first of all, they should find out who destroyed the evidence and go after them because that is a crime, by the way. So there's a lot of things that they can do in that regard. But some of the information in there could have actually been helpful to President Trump's defense, Who knows what was in there that they didn't show? Because remember, it was like the Hollywood spectacular. It was like, here's two minutes of this and here's two minutes of that. And go peacefully, uh, go uh, a piece of the Capitol. The editing was like well-known editing. It was like, uh, wait a minute, they left out that other part. Go patriotically, go uh, pay a price. it It was really crafty editing. And so I would have loved to have seen The other 95% that the American public that we never got to see. And what a surprise. Somehow the committee has removed the evidence. So they've lost a lot of evidence, not only for President Trump to defend himself, but for history. And what if there was ever supposed to be a real January 6th trial where we would see evidence on both sides as opposed to this one-sided presentation that they did? We'd never be able to see all the information because it no longer exists. I wonder if it's on backup somewhere. And I also wonder if Congress will throw the book at whoever destroyed the evidence, because indeed, that is a crime. Take a listen. Here's President Trump talking to Eric about that. All of a sudden, the J6 committee, the unselects, I call them, everything was deleted and destroyed. The documents, everything was deleted and destroyed. Uh, That's a criminal act. 
So all of that stuff, all of that nonsense you watched for a year and a half go on with all Democrats and two so-called Republicans, but they were worse than any of the Democrats, Kinzinger and Cheney, uh, it's all been deleted and gotten rid of. They deleted it because they didn't want anybody to see it, because the real answers were there, but they didn't want to report it. Uh, that's incredible. And when you talk about Russia and you talk about money coming in, during one of the debates, if you remember, the second debate, uh, I said, what about the mayor of what, Moscow's wife? Three and a half million dollars. And Chris Wallace was like fighting me. You shouldn't that. ask that. You shouldn't ask that. Right. And he's not supposed to have information for a defense. He's not supposed to be able to run for president. They also are trying to put a gag order on him. And also new details just coming out. And this is another shocker. Trump, uh, basically Twitter was served with a warrant for Trump's account back in January. There's a court filing that just was made public. And in it, they said that it's important that we get these details because Trump could be designated as a flight risk. Usually a flight risk is someone who can kind of go incognito. Um, I, I don't think there's anywhere in the world that President Trump could go uh, where somebody wouldn't recognize him. I don't really think he's a flight risk. I think the whole world knows where he is. Uh, what is he going to like walk around with like, you know, like a uh, a purple, uh, purple uh, haircut on? I mean, come on. This is just insane. They are treating him like he's Hannibal Lecter. Because they are seeing what they are doing so far hasn't been working. It hasn't been stopping them. And here's the interesting kicker to this whole trial date that we were talking about a second ago. This whole one-two trial date, uh, which Jack Smith wants to do for the kickoff again of the January 6th trial, the election 2020 trial. It would probably last, yeah, about four to six weeks. So, God, isn't that interesting? Maybe by the time Super Tuesday comes around he might have a chance to campaign. So they basically would tie him up between the Iowa caucus, Nevada primary, New Hampshire primary, South Carolina primary. And maybe by the time Super Tuesday rolls around, then he might be able to campaign, have a little break because he only can have a few hours break. Remember, because then the Georgia case might start. There might be an indictment next week. Um, that's coming. We haven't even talked about that. And also in March is Alvin Bragg's case in New York. So he'll be in New York for Alvin Bragg's case when Super Tuesday with the New York primary and everything else uh, could be. So he'll just be in the neighborhood, right? He can just pop over. And then in May is the Florida Dockets case right now. That's sort of the tentative date for that. So he'll have a little break, you know, between February, March. Um, uh, maybe like a week or two or an hour or two. And then he goes back to the next trial. I mean, this is just, is this not the definition of insanity? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Line five. Dom, to me, this is so transparent what they're trying to do. No, there's nothing to it, Rita. If Joe Biden can campaign from his basement, Trump certainly can campaign from any courtroom in the country. I gave him that. <laughs> you know what? That's by the way, it would be interesting, Dom, if he could get cameras in the courtroom. But, you know, the problem is, say for the uh, you know for the federal ones, right now you're technically you're not supposed to have cameras in the courtroom. There are rare exceptions. He, he, he doesn't need cameras. No, he all just he comes is, out. <laughs> yeah, all he has to do is call your show and say, Your Honor, I have to take a brief recess to talk to Rita Cosby. And then let it out. <laughs> Every five absolutely. Minutes, take a 
Absolutely. And I've talked to the president many times. He is always welcome. And you're right. He can just come out and make his statement afterwards. Great point, Dom. Thank you so much, my friend. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Line one. Mike, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, another, you know, another great topic. And you're always aces. I'll tell you Thank what, you. it is insanity, total insanity. Yeah, when I saw and the date, reversed- Mike, I mean, to me, it is yeah. so obvious what they're trying to do. I mean, it, it, to me, they don't even hide it, you know? Exactly. And the whole thing comes down to, you know, it's smoke and mirrors, you know? It's uh, going after January 6th, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. He's still going up in the polls, and he is the most, you know, Biden— did you see the interviews in Salt Lake City? Stream of consciousness. What stream of consciousness? You know, he's mumbling and stumbling, and the, the, the you know what is going to hit the fan. The feces with the Biden family will hit the fan, and it's the worst, you know, display of any Democratic donkey I've ever seen in my 69 years. And let them keep, uh, you know, bringing up January 6th. We had to put up with, you know, looting and murder in the streets, and no justice, no peace with Sharpton. And I still say they should play that song, official song, for, uh, you know, Barack Obama and Sharpton and all his disciples burning down the house, burning down the house. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, is uh, Obviously, a lot of the rhetoric on that side, you're right, is a zoo. And you think, what about Maxine Waters? Some of the things she said over the years, too, uh, is another uh, as you're just kind of talking about this stuff. By the way, stream of consciousness, uh, conscience. Uh, how did you like when he was in uh, Grand Canyon and he said the ninth wonder of the world? That was a new one, too, Mike. I mean, it's like you just can't. I, I don't know if he's going to make it, Mike. I mean, there's a lot of reasons health wise. And then you look at some of the things that are happening now in the Hunter Biden case. By the way, later on in the show, Mike, um, I talked with James Comer. We talked with James Comer earlier today, and we're going to play some clips on that because, boy, he exposed a whole bunch of interesting stuff about where this is headed. So between his health, uh, you know, definitely deteriorating and between also just so much piling on the feces piling on, as you say, um, and there's a lot of it. Uh, who knows? He may not make it there. I wouldn't be surprised, Mike. I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats go, oh, you know, I mean, this is it's looking really bad for him and his family. Mike, thanks so much. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. 
And everybody, coming up after the break, we're going to play some highlights of our conversation with James Comer that we had a little bit ago. He is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, the guy at the helm of all these huge investigations that are taking place with the Biden family. And he dropped a couple bombshells. So you got to stay tuned for that. We're going to play you some of the clips, and I can't wait to get your reaction. Of course, all of this comes as they are stepping up attempts against President Trump. As I mentioned, they were even talking about him being, quote, a flight risk. They're trying to gag him or he would be held in contempt. I mean, this is crazy. I I use the description. He's treated like Hannibal Lecter. You know, I mean, it is. It is just so over the top. And now Jack Smith says, you know, the perfect time to do it is when he basically would have to be in court, a federal court case, nine to five, Monday through Friday in a D.C. courtroom. Uh, Let's start January 2nd. Right before, uh, essentially the Iowa caucus and some of the key primaries that are so pivotal in the presidential race, of course, which he is leading on the GOP side. To me, this is just disgusting politics. Politics at its worst. Let's go to John, line one. John, your thoughts. Well, for first of all, I trust Donald Trump with the, uh, those, uh, documents more than I trust the archives. I mean, <laughs> who the heck knows who's in the archives, but I trust Donald Trump with, with any uh, uh, high, uh, high uh, documents. The second thing is I think we should take on these judges and this Jim, whatever it is, who's a uh, prosecutor. Jack Smith, uh, yep. Jack, yeah, we, we should. We, they're paid. We paid them. We, we don't like the way they're acting. They should be as close to fair as possible. Nobody expects perfection. These guys are so far out of They're out of the park. They are. They are. And you know, the sad thing is, too, John, is that he has a reputation, this guy, of being that way, which is probably why Merrick Garland picked him. Uh, Let's go to Howard. Line four. Howard, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. I'm just calling. I met you once at the Waldorf at a gala couple of years back you i just want to say that you're so measured and classy like when you're on uh cats and cosby and on your own show with all the the bad things that have been going on how do you personally deal with it so that your voice is so calm and you're not and you're and and you are not actually infuriated how do you keep your emotions out of this howard thank you you know what i pray And I also am still an optimist. America is still the greatest country. Not sure about Jack Smith, though. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Huntsville, Alabama, where a police officer from Virginia, Kyle Brown, traveled down to Huntsville, Alabama, just visiting friends with his wife. And as it turned out, uh, well, he ended up visiting with Congressman Dale Strong and off-duty nurses. 
Officer Brown was out on his morning jog and he collapsed into cardiac arrest. Thankfully, nurses from Huntsville Hospital, who happened to be nearby, came to his aid and they started CPR. Congressman Dale Young, who is a longtime volunteer with the Monrovia Fire and Rescue Department, just happened to be listening to his radio and he heard the call. He arrived with his gear and immediately helped the nurses render aid. Then also the Alabama Fraternal Order of Police said that this was an extraordinary moment for the days that followed Officer Brown's recovery. Everybody finally got together for a special meet and greet. And needless to say, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Uh, The police group said, quote, the volunteers are always working tirelessly with no pay or anything. The nurses just happened to be off duty. No one had to help. But people like this are true warriors. They are saving people in all the communities across America. And how beautiful uh, that they saved this police officer from Virginia who just happened to be visiting friends in the area. And thank goodness for the congressman who was a volunteer and also the off-duty nurses who sprung into action to save his life. What a powerful and important story. Well, we are talking about Donald Trump and the fact that they've set the date. They're trying to at least January 2nd when his election 2020 trial would start, which is just crazy. Again, we are also waiting for Georgia. There is word that Georgia, this is Fannie Willis. uh, She is the Georgia prosecutor down there. She's the one overseeing the January 6th case in Georgia, the state charges. There is word that the grand jury is meeting next week in Georgia. And that means that an indictment could come back as early as next week. She keeps preparing for it. Uh, This has probably been the most hyped up indictment ever. My sense is she didn't want to do it in the last week or two because she didn't want to be overshadowed by Jack Smith. You know, they all like to get their airtime and their attention and space it out. Uh, But she has been also hyping that this would be around the time when an indictment could come. And then she says, oh, we're bracing for security. We're bracing for this. Um, There's also word that she could also get into some of the racketeering and RICO Uh, which really makes it very complicated. It means that they could bring in co-conspirators and others, uh, maybe local officials, federal officials, a whole bunch of people charged, not just President Trump. And there's also word that it could be as many as a dozen new charges. Add that to the 78 that he has, uh, and then you got uh, basically 90 charges there. Maybe they're going to go for 100, you know, three, uh, let's do three digits, not just two. I mean, it is so crazy and it is so overkill. And this comes, of course, as everything that is going on with Joe Biden. There are so many things that are coming out now that those new bank records came out from James Comer, head of the Oversight Committee. And uh, we were talking with James Comer earlier today on Cats and Cosby. And I asked him the $64 million question. Take a listen to this. I strongly support it. I've been in constant communication with McCarthy and Jim Jordan on this issue, and I think that uh, that's where we're headed in September. And the question was, will there be an impeachment inquiry? And you just heard what he said is that he strongly suggests that he thinks it's probably there in September. Remember, Congress is out basically most of August now, even though they're clearly working. Uh, But... It looks like it is right around the corner and the inquiry phase 
gives them the opportunity to do more research, to get investigators, to get more funds, a whole bunch of that stuff. And one of the things that James Comer told us was that they are now going more into the bank records. They've gotten some from these foreign individuals, these foreign banks and some of the others. It's a little more difficult because you have to get it through the Treasury, through IRS. There's a whole bunch of layers that you got to go through. But he also said that it is inevitable that he will have to subpoena the Biden family members and Joe Biden and also take a look at the bank accounts because he believes that so far the bank accounts are clearly showing a pattern of all these monies going to different shell companies, which obviously looks very fishy. If you're doing legitimate business, you don't have to go through 20 shell companies uh, and then suddenly end up with a $142,000 Porsche or $3.5 million from the former mayor of Moscow's wife. There's just so many things there. But he says he wants to also press it, and he will ask for first them voluntarily to give up either testimony and bank records. He knows none of them are going to do it. It's going to be a fight. And he says ultimately he believes they will have to subpoena the president of the United States and his family to get the records. Take a listen to what he had to say. So what we want now are bank records from the Biden's personal bank accounts. You've seen the charts, I'm sure, in the the various media outlets that are actually covering this investigation where it'll show a country, uh, whether it be Russia or China or Ukraine or Romania, and then it'll have arrows with the money going through different shell companies and then ending up in different Biden family member bank accounts. But we believe that there may be arrows uh, that that go beyond the Biden bank accounts. If you remember, there's... uh, text message and email that Hunter Biden sent his daughter where he complained about having to spend so much of his income on his father that he was having to keep his family up and things like that. Uh, That would implicate Joe Biden. Uh, We've already proven that Joe Biden wasn't truthful when he said he never communicated with his uh, with his family about these shady business dealings. And we know that's not true. We know that uh, according to Devin Archer, he was the brand uh, he was the reason they were getting the money, which which is which is the obvious. It clearly was the Joe Biden brand. And he also said that now he is wrestling with DOJ. He's wrestling with the FBI, IRS, all of these people to get as much access to these documents because he wants to have irrefutable proof. He wants to show, OK, here is the money train. Here's where this money went. And then let's see where it ultimately ended up. Some of it ending up in Biden family members. Why? Put them under oath. Let's find out exactly what they have to say. I mean, clearly Joe Biden is lying. He has said that he's never met the family, you know, the business individuals tied to Hunter. He's never spoken to his son about business. That is obviously not correct based on Devin Archer, based on all the testimonies that we've heard from witnesses and everybody else. And so he said he is methodically trying to build the case and trying to do what he can, especially it's tough because you got a Democratic DOJ. You got obviously a politicized, at least some of the officials at the FBI. And it goes on and on and on. Here is James Comer talking about how he's working to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Take a listen to Comer and what he said. 
We've been working towards making a case for several months that will actually win in court. Uh, a lot of people have been calling for a, a Biden subpoena for a long time. If it were easy to get uh, a president or their family in front of a congressional committee, I'm pretty sure the Democrats would have had all the Trumps uh, in front of the, the committee. But what we've done is we've laid the case out that uh, there have been many crimes committed by the president's family. And with the most recent transcribed interview from Devin Archer, we proved that Joe Biden Biden hasn't been truthful with his knowledge and communication with these people. And here is the way President Trump describes Joe Biden. I believe we have a compromised president. I believe he is so petrified of China because they know how much money has been given to him and they know where it is. And I tell you, Jamie Comer's done an incredible job. Jim Jordan, they've done an incredible job. But they found as of today, I think, $32 million that went into his accounts and the various accounts of the family. There is a lot of investigating still ahead, but it certainly does not look good. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line six. Ted, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think Jack Smith, unlike Mike from South Carolina and uh, the others, I think Jack Smith should get Person of the Year by Time Magazine. For 2023, I will nominate him. I'm, I've written to Time Magazine already. I got a thousand people who back me from City University of New York, and they agree with me. And they would also they say to me, ask Rita the following question. Said Rita, if this was a Republican president, would you be after and the, all of the charges that have been accused? against Biden, would you be so forthright every night, not one night a week, every night in calling for the investigation and a possible impeachment and ouster? All right. Well, Ted, Ted, two things. Hang on one second. All right. Uh, First off, by the way, by the way, hold on a second, Ted, by the way, first of all, the Time Magazine of the year, uh, everybody gets picked, Uh, you know, uh, they've picked, um, I think Putin got nominated. I think Hitler got nominated. Uh, so you can pick good, bad, and ugly, and you can decide where you want to put Jack Smith in that category. Um, but uh, in terms of the question from the City University of New York, from your your folks that say, Rita, all right, uh, would you? Absolutely, because I'll tell you, Ted, it, it does not look right. You, you can't tell me, honestly, that you don't believe that there's something really wrong here. And as I have said, Ted, that I firmly believe there should be an inquiry just to get to the bottom of it. Because if if for some reason all of this is one big, huge misunderstanding, which can't be possible because Joe Biden has already looked into the camera and said on multiple occasions He had no knowledge of his son's business deals. He's never met his son's business partners. That's not true, Ted. There's pictures of it. We know that there were meetings at the White House. We know that there was this meeting at Cafe Milano, that there were two of them. I mean, there are all these things, and suddenly $3.5 million comes in, and then he has the meeting there and meets with them and has the dinner, and so far the White House has denied it ever happened. I mean, there there are just way too many things that... He's clearly not telling the truth. That's a nice way to say it. So obviously the question is why. 
and there's huge money coming into the son who has no skills to fit that other than doing crack cocaine, crack cocaine and hanging out with hookers. I mean, we've seen all that on the uh, Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, there are way too many questions here, Ted. Maybe an inquiry might exonerate him, you know, but but there looks it looks really bad, Ted. And that's whether it's a Republican, Democrat, independent, any American should want to know what really happened one way or the other. Uh, Don't you think so, Ted? Or do you just think uh, that he walks on water and everything's great? Now, let me respond. I said to you many times before let the chips fall where they fall. I just want to know, has it, can they prove that Joe Biden accepted money? Where it, money exchange, did Joe it, Biden they don't, they say, don't have to. By the way, Ted, 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 here's two things. They actually don't have to prove that for it to even be a crime, quite, quite frankly. You could talk to any FBI investigator. It's something called a, quote, lifestyle case, where essentially suddenly somebody has these big houses, and you'll wonder how that guy came there. Uh, and if all this money went to his son, and then they got access to speak with the father, and the father influenced policy, you can make that case of that Ukrainian prosecutor who got fired. That's probably one of the easiest ones, pretty transparent. What about also this former mayor of Moscow's wife who didn't end up on the sanction list? Isn't that interesting? And that prosecutor who was in, you know, in, in investigating detailed of Burisma suddenly got fired. Son of a bee. You know, I mean, if you could prove that he changed policy that would have directly related. It looks unseemly, Ted. Even just on the surface, it's unethical and it's unseemly. He should have said, son, don't do any of these things. I'm giving him even the benefit of the doubt, Ted. It looks bad. You should never be having your son doing business. You are the sitting vice president. And these are countries that we don't have nice relationships with. Russia, China. You know, I mean, I can go on and on. These are not friendly countries to us. It looks really bad, Ted. And you have to admit in court, it came out. There is a fact that Hunter Biden was getting paid from China, was getting paid from Burisma. uh, And you want me to believe that the father never spoke to his son about it, never met his business people? What are these all make-believe pictures? Everybody's lying but Joe Biden? I mean, honestly, Ted. I don't know what someone, I don't know what you're cooking in your kitchen. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, you're clearly burning in your kitchen because, uh, Joe, I'm just telling you, uh, Ted, from the basic facts, Joe Biden clearly is not telling the truth. So it just begs the question, why, Ted? And the American public deserves the answers. And you should want to also get to the answers too, Ted, and all your students, especially if they're studying journalism, you would think they'd want to cover both sides. That's sort of basic. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Teddy is a math teacher. You'd think he'd want to look at the bank records of Joe Biden because, boy, 
Uh, those numbers could even be overwhelming for a math teacher. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry. Line one. Larry, uh, please give me some common sense after that. Well, you know, I, I always thought that uh, that if you're a math teacher, you have to have intuition. But Teddy just proved, uh, proved me wrong. And I, I see how one-dimensional mathematicians are. By the way, they're not known for their personalities, as you can tell. <laughs> you, you, you bet. You, you better believe it. Ed. Although, I don't you know, you know, though, I, I Teddy, there's something lovable about Ted and Stan, and, and you know, I, I get a lot of flack from people. Go, oh, why do you take? I love hearing from everybody. Oh. You learn from everybody. They are the best part of the show, <laughs> uh, even though they're 100 percent off base. But Teddy is interesting because you think somebody so high in you know, in, in education would really have some intuition because, first of all, you were talking about lifestyle uh, uh, prosecution. If that's enough, if, if lifestyle is enough to constitute evidence, I mean, evidence, that, that goes to logic. Logic is part of math, okay? So um, you have money coming in from China, right? Now, if you want to exercise logic, you, you know that, that all the companies, the private companies in China, are part of the state. They're one, they're one and the same. Absolutely. So the, quo, so the quid pro quo has to be to the state. So look at Biden's behavior, okay? When he ran out of Afghanistan, okay, that was clearly a deal to, to let Chuck, because he went against his entire military command. That was clearly a deal to, to, uh, to abandon Bagram for the sake of the Chinese and possibly to give them all that equipment too. And, and, and the reason six, $85 billion of equipment is because he had to run away to give them Bagram. He couldn't, he couldn't take the equipment. In other words, a hasty withdrawal was the only way he could justify abandoning Bagram. So he surrounded it with policy. He, he uh, surrounded the uh, decision with a policy decision, a hasty withdrawal, but it was unsupported by anybody else in the government. That's number one. Number two, that um, that drone that flew over uh, the United States. Clearly, they were trying to see our underground missile battery in North Dakota or wherever it was, South Dakota, and he didn't shoot it down till it got to the eastern seaboard. That was another quid pro quo. After they got all, and then he tried to he didn't shoot it down, so it would go underwater, and there was a chance they would lose it. They wouldn't be able to recover it altogether. So if Teddy can't see these inferences of wh- where these quid pro quos was, this is this is treason. And also the thirteen uh, soldiers that ne- that died, that horribly, horribly died. This was murder. This was officially state-sanctioned murder by Joe Biden in the course of giving a quid pro quo to China. Teddy can't draw that inference either, unfortunately. Well, and so you brought, by the way, Larry, you brought up some great points because you're absolutely right that his apathy and his appeasement, I'll go even further, uh, towards China is just, it is stunning. And I, I wonder if they're taking over the Bagram base, that base that we gave up there in Afghanistan, all that equipment that we left behind. Uh, there are so many things towards China. Um, also look at the behavior even of Russia. I mean, it, I, you would venture uh, the way he has treated our energy industry has killed us. And guess what? It's making Russia a lot of money because people are turning to Russia instead for oil and gas. I mean, there are so many questions here. He also sold, by the way, part of our strategic oil reserve. Remember, he sold some of that to China. I mean, that's another thing, too. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. The list goes on and on and on. Um, and boy, it is stunning. Larry, thank you. Let's go to Robert in Philly real quick. Robert, your thoughts. 
Always good to talk to you, Rita, and I can answer Teddy's question real quick. If I had a president like Trader Joe that was guilty of extortion, bribery, influence, peddling, money laundering, etc., I would never vote for him. And why isn't Teddy asking for special counsel on Biden? They got two special counsels on a hoax with Trump. Where's his consistency? That's no a, that's a great point. Robert, thank you. And also, by the way, there is supposed to be one investigating the classified documents on Biden. Where's that guy? The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. I push your perfume, smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And later on in this hour, we are going to be talking about the migrant crisis that is destroying New York City and so many cities across this country. And let's not mince words. Clearly, it is coming from folks who've telegraphed it's a sanctuary city. It's coming also from President Biden, who has kept that border wide open and created the crises. So there's a lot of blame to go around. And a little bit ago, here is Mayor Eric Adams, and this is part of the problem that he says exists and what created this crisis. Think about what happened in the last few um, uh, months. Uh, we have created a funnel. All the bordering states have now took the funnel right to New York City. New York, is the, New York City is the economic engine of this entire state and country. Mm. If you decimate this city, you're going to decimate the foundation of what's happening. Look at Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Houston, and now you're hearing the governor of Massachusetts. And so when people say, well, they have, we gave them $100 million, $12 billion bill? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and listen, there's a lot to go around. Speaking of Massachusetts, did you hear the latest? Massachusetts tonight, the governor is basically asking residents to raise their hand who want to have a migrant move into their home. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> you want a migrant moving into your house? Hi, Johnny and Susie. Uh, yeah, that tattoo is an MS-13. Uh, but he's such a nice young man. Don't worry about him in the house. We're going to take care of him. What could go wrong with that? That is a true statement that the governor is now saying Maybe you want to have them move in with you. He has declared a state of emergency in Massachusetts. They only have 20,000. We have about 100,000. And they say that they are bursting at the seams with 20,000. So later on in this hour, who do you blame? Uh, I'm glad that at least Mayor Eric Adams is sounding the alarm, uh, at least saying to the federal government they need help big time. I also hope that the mayor says we need you to close the border, too, because there's a lot of issues going on here. and also maybe change that sanctuary city status uh, so you can't use that as an excuse and turn them around. Why don't you start sending the buses? Uh, Councilman Bob Holden, who is a great councilman from Queens in New York. He's a Democrat, but he's a conservative Democrat. And he has basically said, he was saying to me, and we have a great podcast that's going to go up tomorrow. It's the new edition of Protecting America. And he basically was saying, send them 
turn them around and send them to the White House. Send them to the Naval Observatory where the vice president stays, Kamala Harris. See how they feel if it's like right there. Remember when those few buses got dropped off in front of the Naval Observatory? How upset Kamala Harris, the quote, borders are that we haven't heard anything about? Remember how upset she was? I mean, what a mess. Bring it to their doorstep and see how they feel. Suddenly, like a couple thousand happen to be outside the White House. A couple thousand happen to be outside the Naval Observatory. See if they start pitching tents and how they feel there. That would be really the best solution of all. What are your thoughts, everybody, on that? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about James Comer stepping up his investigation big time against President Biden and the Biden family, saying to us just a little bit ago, we talked with him extensively, saying that he plans to go after a whole bunch of different family members, also former business partners. He's been trying to get this Eric Schwerin guy to come in. Uh, That's the guy who apparently was at the White House numerous times. Also another Hunter Biden business associate. Remember, Joe Biden never met any of them. I'm being facetious. And Comer is planning to go through methodically the business partners and also family members saying, hey, listen, would you want to come voluntarily? If not, we'll try to subpoena you. Tried to get them to come forward. Also, bank records, any other documents they have. Uh, that would be extremely powerful to put them under oath and say, hey, um, why did you suddenly get paid all this money? We're also hearing that Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, who also seems to be thick in the middle of it all with Hunter Biden and others, uh, that he's also in the crosshairs, that definitely uh, James Comer plans to get information from him, try to subpoena him, try to get after his bank records. And as we were talking about before, these issues tied to so many different things. The, quote, lifestyle case that I was talking about with Larry and Ted, if Ted finally could listen, um, basically showing that there was a clear, clear pattern Suddenly, all this money comes in. You're buying these expensive houses. He's got a very expensive house, Joe Biden. If you look at On the Beach in Delaware, a very expensive one in Wilmington. There's also reports that he was renting Al Haig's old house in McLean, Virginia, which was like twenty to 25000 a month. Where did he get the money for that? Doesn't that seem odd to you? That seems very odd to me at a time that he just left the vice presidency. Wow, boy, oh boy, oh boy. And some of these houses were happening while he was clearly vice president. So isn't that interesting? I didn't think a vice president made that kind of money. There's a lot to look into. And here is the way that President Trump describes Joe Biden. Take a listen. And we have a man who's grossly incompetent as our president, and he has no idea. You take a look at what's happened to us worldwide. Uh, Saudi Arabia has left us, essentially. Uh, Iran is a disaster. Iran is a, we would have had Iran. It, it was going to be very good for everybody. There would have been no, no nuclear weapons. But China's trying to take over the world, and they're doing it. They're in Cuba now. They're taking over, essentially, quietly, militarily, they're taking over Cuba, but they're taking over South America. They're taking over the Panama Canal. How about the Panama Canal? We lost 36,000 lives. The Mosquito. We lost 36,000 lives building the Panama Canal. It was stupidly sold for $1 to Panama. Okay, how about that one? It was done by, during the Carter administration, it was sold for $1. And now China is taking it over. 
But they have President Xi of China. No respect for this country anymore. They have no respect. We're like a laughingstock because we have an incompetent president. And you look at how weak we look overseas and you have to wonder, is a lot of this tied to the money train that James Comer seems to be unraveling all over the place? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jerry. Line six. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Um, I want to say something tonight a little different. Um, my relative is, and it doesn't matter that this is that important, but it's something interesting. My relative is a Democratic operative. And a year and a half ago, I was told that Trump would be indicted in many di- different jurisdictions a year and a half ago, and that he was going to have many charges, like around 50. Of course, it's exceeded that, and it's going to be probably closer to 100. Now, the reason this is important is the latest thing that I heard, and it's now in the news, but I heard this about two months ago, that because the strategy of indicting Trump is not working out quite the way the Democratic operatives and party thought it would, that they're going to what I would call a nuclear option. That's my word. Um, They already have on board Michigan, Wisconsin, PA, and Arizona, and every other blue state. But it's key is that Michigan, Wisconsin, PA, and Arizona, the governors in those states, the state attorney generals, they're all Democrat. The judges in those states on the Supreme Court are all Democrat. In other words, they're Democratic majorities. And they're the swing states. And also the U.S. district courts and the appellate courts in those states, in those regions, in those districts are uh, all Democrat, meaning that the Democrats have the majority. So what's the nuclear option? They only need one conviction. And if he gets one conviction, they don't care if it's state. They don't care if it's federal. Don't listen to these pundits. One conviction. I'm telling you the inside word. Guess what? Trump is not going on the ballots in any blue states. The only people that can save him then, and he's going to get convicted in one conviction because he has to beat four juries. Understand that. Not just one. He's got to beat four. He's got to beat mega charges. And the law is not crystal clear. It's always ambiguous. And it's just words. So what? Hang on, Jerry. This is really interesting. I'm going to give you some more time. I think this is really interesting. Sure. You believe this is your friend or your relative? You mentioned Democrat relative. relative um, I've been right that, on everything too. That again, it sounds like it. Absolutely. Um, That's so why now, you hear me a lot saying this a year ago, and people were kind of laughing at me when I said he's going to be tried. And people on ABC, a lot of not you, but a few other people, talk show hosts, were saying to me, "Where am I get? Where am I coming off? That Trump's going to have multiple indictments." Yeah, and look at it now. Now, But let me ask you, Jerry, does he believe that what they will try to prohibit him from being on the ballot? Because technically he can still run. And and, and actually he can. But 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 uh, he could even be convicted and sitting in prison and running from for president. Let, Let me tell you why he can't be. You see. This is the problem and why I get upset when I talk to everybody on the radio with all all the people are not paying attention here. Listen, they don't care about the law. So that's what I'm saying. They're going to say, right, they're going to say he's a convict and we will not allow that person on our state ballot. And they're going to say you challenge it. And they know that judges in their states and their circuit courts, federal, are stacked with Democrat majorities. Even if it's it's not not legal, they will try to do it, is what you're saying. They will try to do it now. So who's going to save us? There's only one way. And this is why I keep telling everyone who will listen to me. It's up to the Supreme Court ultimately is going to have to decide this. And so we have to look at two people. We have three liberals that will vote against Trump on every issue. And we have one Roberts who's with the liberals. He's a never Trumper. He's in Bush's pocket. That's it. 
It's four. We need all the other five to overturn this and to put Trump on the ballot. Trump's going to get convicted in one of these places for one charge, almost undoubtedly. Oh, yeah. By the way, I would think several if you look at like where they are in D.C. and and Georgia, potentially, you know. The key point is for everybody to focus on is it only takes one conviction. They're going to do it and they're going to do it in mass. It's going to be across all blue states with the idea that it will be unified, and then it's up to the courts to decide this. Now, we, we're going to get, we need four people on a court to take it up, and we have three, Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch. But we need Amy Comey Barrett and Kavanaugh to win, to put Trump on the ballot. And you know what? I don't trust those two. I'm afraid one of them might go with Roberts, and we're going to lose a 5-4, because that's what happened in the 2020 election. Roberts swayed Barrett and Kavanaugh from going with Thomas Alito and Gorsuch, who wanted to review Trump's evidence and Giuliani's evidence. It was the Kavanaugh and Barrett, because of the riots, they were afraid that the whole country would burn down. They would be responsible. And so they let it go. And and by the way, by the way, even the courts prior to them, also a lot of the others didn't didn't want to take it up either. But but this is interesting, Jerry. Let's focus on this, uh, what you're just saying. So you believe then they will try to have basically every blue state out there will say, we don't want to have somebody who's been convicted of even one charge. And then then you got to fight it all the way to the Supreme Court. You got to see where it goes. That could be a boy, Jerry, that could be really interesting. And and your uh, Democratic operative relative uh, may be spot on. Uh, And especially when you're looking at right now, Jerry, that is a fascinating premise because a lot of people are assuming um, and you, you can't assume this has been the wildest, uh, even, you know, year or so plus with all these charges and all these things. Then you got the trials. And again, because of where they are, because they're in D.C., uh, even the New York one, uh, that's not a favorable climate. Uh, Georgia is not going to be a favorable climate in terms of, uh, you know, balance for Trump. Florida is the only one. But you just like you said, if there's one, then they'll say, oh, wait, 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 wait. And then they'll say, wait a minute, that's not constitutionally correct. Technically, he could, but they're going to just fight, fight, fight. And who knows where it goes? Wow. Uh, Jerry, this now let me just ask you, Jerry, really quick. Is your Democratic operative relative worried about the future of Biden? Are they convinced Biden's going to be on the other side? What do they think? He's not. As long as Trump's not running, they believe that they can find a substitute that can beat any Republican because Republicans do not other than Trump, other than Trump, do not connect with middle-of-the-road people and common people. They will just not... We will not have a turnout on a Republican side if Ron DeSantis or Governor Christie runs. They'll be rolled right over by a Clinton or an Obama, Mrs. Obama. They'll be run... They'll be rolled easily. So what? So then they... Oh, your your buddy is saying, or your relative, is walk us through the Democratic strategy. If, if Biden goes, doesn't goes, if it's Trump, if Trump has one charge and it's going through the courts, like he's saying... Uh, then you think Biden will just stay on because what they're confident at that point? I don't know that. All I know is that their primary goal is they must remove Trump because he's the only person they believe can beat the Democrat. Whoever is running on the Democratic side, they believe that the Democratic Party can put up a candidate if it's not Biden 
that is successful against any of the Republicans currently running except Trump. Yeah, that's interesting. And Jerry, uh, I, I would agree to the, the sense you look at clearly. Uh, they're filling the stadiums. Trump is doing so. They're trying to do whatever they can. Yeah, He's I mean, already been the, elected, too. Yeah. You noticed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's already elected. But here's here's the thing I want to explain about. Yeah, real trial, quick. Real quick, Jerry. Real quick. OK, the judges in trials decide what evidence can go in. They are going to keep out most of Trump's evidence and say that you can't try a, tri- a trial within a trial about the old election of 2020. They're going to keep all that out. And they're going to let Jack Smith put a ton of stuff in that's inculpatory. And they're not going to let Trump put his exculpatory evidence in for many evidentiary reasons. They're going to keep it out. This is the problem why Trump's going to get convicted, because the judges and these crooked, these crooked judges, basically, that's just my opinion, First Amendment protected opinion. They are going to do things like ex- not allow Trump to put in exculpatory evidence. Trump's case is not going to be shown to that jury. That's well, and Jerry, it even worse. I, I uh, think that that's true. Look, they already destroyed some of the one six evidence right. that could have been that's used. Enough. The other yeah. thing, too, Jerry, is that even if it was a balanced case, it's still a D.C. jury or a New right. York jury or a Georgia jury. And that is not going to be favorable but, to Trump in so right, many levels. Even, Jerry, you're terrific. You got to call back again. We're up here against a heartbreak, right. but you got to call us back um, because you okay, obviously have some great inside track. You are welcome on the show anytime, Jerry. Thank you. Okay, very. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Very interesting. We're going to continue with your calls. Wow, that was a fascinating one from Jerry. 1 800 848 9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we were just talking to Jerry here on the Rita Cosby Show. Really interesting information. Jerry, keep it coming. A relative who's a Democratic operative with what they consider sort of a nuclear option against Trump. Uh, Let's go to Victor, line six. Victor, your thoughts. Uh, Rita, there was a uh, mayor of Boston, Mayor John Curley, convicted of a federal crime, a postal crime, was not only allowed to be on the ballot, but won re-election while it was in the federal correctional institution in Danbury, Connecticut at the time. Yeah, so, but no, no, by the way, and that is the normal course where they are allowed to do it, which is why I kept kind of going back to Jerry going, wait, 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 wait. you and I are saying the same thing, Victor. But what yeah. Jerry is contending, this is really interesting, what Jerry's essentially contending is that that these legislatures are going to say, uh, no, we're not going to put him even on the ballot. So that way it would not allow him to win. Obviously, that sounds completely illegal and unconstitutional. Illegal because if, if, if yes, if but, but that, case, but well, like, what he's saying is that may not stop them from trying it. And then some, and, and it's a very, you know, they're all democratically led uh, states in the blue states. So suddenly he's not on, you know, seven, eight blue states. 
How can you win if you're not? Obviously, it's illegal. He'll contest it because it's ridiculous. But then it yeah. goes through the courts and they're going to tie him up in the courts. And then it goes up to the Supreme Court. And he says, who knows where that's going to go? You would think the Supreme Court would say, what are you nuts? You got to institute him and put him on the ballots. But you're right. But but Jerry's saying they're trying to come up with any alternative to just knock him off because they still can't believe he's standing. Your thoughts on that one? Arbitrarily say it, that he's, he's ineligible and that's it because he was convicted. Even though they can't cite a statute. Yes, to they'll still try it. it. That's, what, that's that. what he's claiming, that they will still try it. Uh, which, yeah. by the way, during this time, Victor, anything could happen. I mean, this is such a crazy time. I wouldn't put anything past anybody at this moment. Wow. Uh, buckle your seatbelts if that's true. Wow, wow, wow. Let's go to Pat, uh, Staten Island, line seven. Pat, your thoughts. I love your show, first of all, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, It's in response to Teddy. Um, Yes, Teddy, we do go after our own. Maybe you forgot the Republican President Nixon. We went after him for Watergate. So I just want to remind you of that. Thank you, Rita. Absolutely. And that never would have happened if the Republicans didn't go after Nixon and say this is not appropriate. Um, You're right. And guess what? If I saw it happening right now with a Republican, I'd call it out, too. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, this one coming from Folsom, California, where since 1966, Folsom, California native and U.S. Air Force veteran Joe Schreiber has dedicated his life to serving his country. And just a few days ago, he was given a national recognition for his efforts. He was honored for his military and community service by the National Veterans of Foreign Wars Group, the VFW. The VFW said our original intent here was to recognize and showcase the important ongoing service of the lifeblood of our organization, our members. And just to give you a little background on Schreiber, joined the military, as I mentioned, in 1966 at the start of the Vietnam War, and he served for 29 years. Between April 1968 and September 1973, uh, Schreiber flew 313 missions, 193 of them over North Vietnam. He was part of two combat tours, linebacker two, and also flying the F-105 Thud uh, for 112 missions. Schreiber transitioned to the F-4 Phantom II fighter jet for the remaining 201 missions, but certainly was right in the thick of it all. He said, after receiving this great honor, quote, I really did not need to be honored. I wasn't looking for any recognition, but it's nice to be recognized. And how beautiful that he was certainly recognized, not just for what he did in the military, which is extraordinary, uh, but also he has been helping uh, veterans and the community ever since he left the service. And also, by the way, in addition to all of that, um, how beautiful that other Vietnam veterans were also recognized during this service. And of course, we love you, Vietnam veterans. 
welcome home, and we greatly, greatly appreciate your service. Well, we have been talking about Jerry uh, made some really interesting comments here on the show a little bit ago of sort of this option that he's hearing from a Democratic operative relative saying that the Democrats are going to really pull out all the stops in the next election and somehow say, well, if Trump is even convicted on one charge, and remember, he's got 78 charges now. We're hearing that maybe a dozen more might be coming as early as next week or the following from Georgia. And even if there's just one, that some of these folks who are on charge of these blue states, you look at like a Michigan, a Wisconsin, PA, Georgia, uh, some of those which are key swing states could say, well, you know what, we're not going to put them on the ballot. And if you're not on the ballot on even one state, that is basically devastating to your campaign. And that's an outrageous thing to do. It's obviously completely, I think, illegal. It's completely unconstitutional. But Jerry eloquently described it as a nuclear option that he's hearing from his Democratic operative friend that has been spot on throughout this entire process. That is really interesting. And, of course, all of this comes as the Democrats are so desperate, and they got to be. You see the new polls. Joe Biden and Trump are neck and neck. There is no doubt that Trump is by far the leading candidate. Uh, he is so far ahead of all the other candidates. All of them combined don't reach what he is reaching in the polls right now. He's that far ahead, which is why I'm still not convinced. I don't think he's going to do the first debate because he is so far ahead. The first one on August 23rd. And also look how flawed Joe Biden is now. There are so many things, so many serious questions other than Teddy. Basically, everybody else sees the problems that are out there with this guy. There are so many questions about his ethics and about these bank accounts, and it's only going to get more and more and more. James Comer telling us just a little bit ago when we were talking with him that he believes an impeachment inquiry could start as early as September. That's right around the corner. It's going to get ugly if they start subpoenaing bank records, other family members, if they can force to compel them, it will take a lot of work because, of course, DOJ is not going to want to sign off on that. But let's see where it goes. This is going to get really ugly and really messy. And I wouldn't put the dem- I wouldn't put people past. They just want to stop Trump at all costs. Who knows what's going to go on? Jerry and his Democratic operative relative may be right. Here is what Congressman Pat Fallon has to say about Joe Biden and some of these new revelations. Again, yesterday, a whole bunch of bank records coming out. And Congressman Fallon from the great state of Texas has this analysis of Joe Biden. It's complete hubris is what it is. Uh, and it, it, it's I'm startling. I mean, I'm really at a loss for words. We've got Rakijev, the uh, Kazakhstan oligarch that wired $142,300 to Hunter Biden, who then spent that money, that exact amount on a Porsche the very next day in New Jersey. So it does, and what did he do for it? Devin Archer doesn't even know why he got that money. It's clear to me that Hunter Biden was Joe's bag man. And they were smart enough not to be that stupid to where direct payments would go to Joe Biden. But they always performed for their quote unquote friends that gave them millions of dollars. So every time, like when we talked last week, we could guarantee that and prove that $17 million went to the Biden family. Now it's up to 20 million. We've subpoenaed records, bank records seven times and every single time we've come up with more money. So we have to continue to, to dig because the preponderance of the evidence is already more likely than not that Joe Biden was involved. Yeah, there are so many serious questions. And and guess what? President Trump had to hand over his tax returns. Remember, they got leaked. Remember? And then finally, they're like, okay, we're going to like give them up. But remember, like 
anything that has to do with Trump seems to get leaked. And then anything with Biden is like tighter than a drum. Are you noticing a pattern here? You're not supposed to be leaking that kind of material. I mean, there's just so many questions. And yet, here is the the bottom line. Why is Joe Biden not being honest with the American people? Why is he completely saying still? And he said it to Peter Ducey yesterday. Peter Ducey said, hey, you know, uh, you said you didn't meet with the business people and didn't talk business. I, I, that's a lousy question. I mean, that's a that's a good question. I wish Peter was given the chance to be able to ask a couple follow-ups because, of course, they whisked Joe Biden away right away. But, I mean, come on. It is an obvious question to ask, and there's so many other questions that he should be asking. So did you lie when you said that, you know, you never met him? Are all these other people lying? Are they liars? You know, you got 20, 30 people now, okay? Uh, you got these dates. You got the pictures. All of this is make-believe, right? You're the only one who's telling the truth, correct? Let's see if he would do that. Let's see if he would say that. Uh, but here's an exchange. Listen to this. This is John Kirby, who is, of course, the White House, one of the spokespeople. And here he is with Martha McCallum on Fox earlier today. Listen to this exchange. The president said, I never talked business to um, But Devin Archer testified that the point of putting the phone, the speakerphone down at those meetings, which is what Peter was asking about, was just to demonstrate access that Hunter had access to the then vice president uh, and to sell the Biden brand. So what do you say about that, John? And, and when will the president actually answer some of these questions to put some of this to rest himself? Oh, my goodness, Martha. I mean, he just did with Peter. I mean, he's the one who called Peter over and had Peter, you know, risk life and limb cutting across that barrier. I mean, he specifically called Peter over. Uh, right. And, he, you know, look, he knows Peter. He knows Peter's not going to ask some softball question about, uh, you know, about uh, how his vacation was. He, he knows who Peter is. And he answered that question. And I don't know what no, he it's didn't. Take he from, didn't answer but, whether but, or not no, he Martha. was on speakerphone in those meetings, John. He just said, I never talked qu- business to anybody. The question was about business, and he answered it consistently with what he said um, uh, so so many times before. He's been very consistent that he wasn't talking business. But the question is, uh, was he allowing his presence, you know, on speakerphone to speak volumes? Was he allowing that presence to say, this is my son, he has access to me, while he's talking to Ukrainian businessmen, Chinese businessmen, Russian businessmen, um, you know, after the invasion of Crimea, as Katie Pavlich just pointed out? I just don't know how many times he's going to have to say no to the same question. And he said it. He said it consistently. He's been consistent about this. There were no discussions about business with uh, with uh, with his son or his son's business partners. And again, he called Peter over. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying he knew that that was the question, but uh, he certainly knew it wasn't going to be a softball when he answered it. He still can't answer the question. I mean, it is it is just insane. It defies logic. Where is this heading? You just heard about a, quote, nuclear option, basically, to stop Trump. Uh, Do you think Joe Biden's going to be on the ballot? I'm not sure. Things are getting really ugly for him. Uh, And he can't keep dodging questions. Uh, Maybe he can. I mean, he did it in the last campaign. He was in the basement. He's going to have to be below the basement this time to avoid all the questions. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete. Line six. Pete, your thoughts. Man, I don't know when they're going to see the light. I mean, this is in black and white. The bank statements, even Joe has admitted it a couple of times, but people like with little snide remarks. I mean, and uh, Jerry, what an interesting call. Like, uh, 
Norman and Jacqueline and Rocco from Saratoga, who I want to thank for inviting me out there. But with Renee's health, it's uh, deteriorated a little bit. We oh, well, th- well please, first there. off, give Renee our love, your beautiful wife. And, and, right. and, and, and Pete, um, you know, it, it is it. It is. It was a fascinating call. It was a really fascinating call. And Pete, most importantly, give Renee our best too. We wish her so well, and and hopefully, hopefully, she gets better soon and starts smiling again. Her beautiful smile. Thank you, Thank Pete, you so much. So much. Hey, skip that. I'm riled up tonight, Pete. Please give me a call. I want you and your wife to come up here. No BS. All right. I, I yeah, and you got to keep, you got to keep, you got to keep it clean. Law. Go ahead. But Rocco, yeah, know, let's I'm stay sorry, focused. Rita, let's stay you focused. Know, if you stick with me tonight, I'm going to rant and rave for a long time. But if you stick with me, it'll be well worth it. Hey, Pete, Rocco, 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 hang on. Rocco, yeah. this is not yeah, a call yeah. center. So if you want to spend yeah. 30 seconds and tell us what you think about Biden right, and Trump, I'll give seconds. it to you. Rita, you got it. Pete. Give me a call. You're coming up here, you and your wife. Beautiful. You relax, you rest. That's the most important thing to me. And by the way, and by the way, Rocco, I agree because we definitely want Pete to be better and his wife. uh, But uh, you got to do that privately. This is not a public. uh, This is like telephone or something. But I love I love Pete. So that's why. And I love Renee and you too, Rocco. Let's go to Dave if we could in Pennsylvania. Dave, go ahead. Uh, hi, Rita. Uh, apparently, first it was uh, indict a ham sandwich, and now select one. But you're gonna help. You're helping me with my blood pressure because I got to get this off of my chest real fast. Okay, that guy Ted does he claim to be a math teacher? What's it? He does claim to be a math teacher. That is correct. Okay, I I heard that guy on Greg Kelly's show today wanting to box him. I mean. It, does does that guy have two brain cells going in the same direction? Did he just get did he did he just get off a uh, South Pacific island because World War Two is over? Well, you know what he does ha- he does have a lot of frustration built up. You, you know what's interesting? He seems to think and 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 you know what I always think it's interesting to hear from people like him and others who call. And you know, Dave, I believe in hearing from everybody. That's what America's all about. Um, and I, I hate when I hear people who cancel other people if we disagree with them. But clearly, uh, he's got a one track mind. He's like, oh, I don't see anything yet with Biden. And 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 then when he asked me, well, Rita, if it was a Republican, by the way, if it was a Republican, you bet I'd be calling him out because clearly it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or Democrat. The person's not telling the truth. I mean, it's pretty a, a second grader could figure that out. Don't you think, Dave? Yes. Uh, just one other thing. Ancient Chinese saying, solve equation two plus two before you move on to politics and, and, world, and world events, Ted. Please. <laughs> I'm with you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Great points. Uh, let's go to Tony. Tony, your thoughts. You know, I think this is all pretty exciting. What would Shakespeare say about this? This is like when you look at the New York Post. And I'm saving it. It says joke for sale. <laughs> blind, blind, yeah, it's the blind. cover, right? It's the big, bold cover. So, you know, to me, Rita, this is all a Game of Thrones. And I believe that if they're going to mess with Trump, they're also going to mess double time on Biden. So the question is, who's going to be stronger? And as your friend Jerry was saying, your caller, 
He was saying it's all going to be in the Supreme Court, but we're the people and we vote for whoever we voted for. And there is, believe it or not, still the power of the people. So there is something to say about what the Supreme Court will do. I know someone, I can't mention names, who wrote them about what they're doing. Um, yeah, but, but, but you're right. It's a bit of a wild card. You don't know. And I thought what he said, uh, what Jerry said, Tony, was so interesting and fascinating. I mean, it, it is it is a uh, scary proposition. And in such an uncertain, crazy time, who knows what? I mean, I wouldn't put anything off the table. I, I mean, if, it, what a wacky, unbelievable time we have right now. We have, according to what James Comer just told us a couple hours ago, and I've been playing clips of the interview that we did it looks like an impeachment inquiry against the sitting president could start as early as September. That's an inquiry, not the impeachment, but the inquiry, an investigation of it. So that could happen, right? And then at the same time, you got Trump, and there may be a fourth indictment coming as early as next week. And then they're both running. I mean, it could be just, it is going to be like the most unbelievable. Uh, Shakespeare would say, uh, he just doesn't believe it. <laughs> Shakespeare would be like, I can't write something like this. It's just too incredible. It really is. It's just so who knows what kind of twists and turns may happen uh, and what plan might happen and, and what uh, trick. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, legal linguistics, as Jerry was putting it out. Uh, and by the way, speaking of uh, linguistics, here is Mayor Eric Adams. Real quick, I want to tell you what he had to say today, because he is downright frustrated. The Biden administration finally sent sort of a liaison down, uh, somebody to go meet with him. Tom Perez, who's a pretty well-known guy in Democratic circles, uh, came down to meet with him. He has a meeting with Eric Adams. Uh, Eric Adams says he is frustrated with the Biden administration, mostly over money, but other things, too, because he says the city just is at a burning point that it is busting through the seams because of all the illegal migrants that are here. So take a listen to what Eric Adams said a little bit ago uh, about what they need in New York City to survive the onslaught of the migrants. More than money, because the faucet is uh, flowing. We have to stop the faucet. We have to make sure we have a real decompression strategy at the border. And we have to ensure that we have real immigration reform because it's going to go to continue. It's not sustainable. When you look at 10,000 a month, uh, the math just doesn't, does not add up. We can't handle it. It will decimate the city as if it hasn't already been destroyed by so many other things like repeat offenders and a weed on every block, uh, and now migrants on every block, and these shelters popping up all over the place. Parents upset, more and more outrage. You can see all these protests all over the place. Uh, but I'd love to see people saying, shut the border, shut the border. I wish they were chanting that. And I also wish we would hear that from our mayor and others. Who do you blame? 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show.
Well, New York City Mayor Eric Adams says there's a lot of blame to go around. It is costing New York City close to $10 million a day and no end in sight. Every neighborhood, basically, uh, there's discussions about a shelter. Luckily, now some parents are speaking out and saying, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea that my uh, grandmother's getting kicked out of a senior center and migrants are coming in. There's maybe a problem with that. I'm glad to see people speaking out because this is crazy. I just want to see the Democrats shouting, please, Mr. President, close the border. I I mean, that is the obvious thing they should be saying. Massachusetts, by the way, tonight, this is incredible, suggesting that people take the migrants into their own homes. What could go wrong there? You know, can you imagine? They haven't been vetted. They're mostly single adult males. Uh, Some of them have gang affiliations. Who knows what else they have? And they're going to come into your home. And boy, is that just going to be really fun during the dinner table. 1-800-848-9222. I'm all for helping people, but we got to be smart. We got to vet them. And guess what? Unless you plug the border, they will keep on coming and we will have unsustainable. We're already at that point in New York City. And it's about to get a lot worse, a lot, lot worse. And that is scary. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Alex, your thoughts. Uh, Hello. Well, actually, I'm not in Brooklyn. Actually, sorry, we went to the one in California, but let's go to you first in California. And then there's another Alex in Brooklyn. There's a lot of Alexes. It's it's an Alex night. Go ahead, Alex. No problem. Thrilled to have you. We don't have to be helpless uh, in dealing with these migrants. That is, the ordinary people don't need to be helpless. They can fight it by simply calling ahead to any restaurant they think of dining at and asking them, asking the manager whether he uses E-Verify. If he doesn't use it, then don't patronize the restaurant. If he uses it, then patronize the restaurant. That'll discourage them from hiring uh, illegal aliens. That's a great point, Alex. That's a really, really great point. Uh, have them check. And make sure you're right. They're going to be, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, can't, uh, we can look at the call that we just got. We don't want to lose business. Great point. I'm really glad we went to you, Alex. Thank you. Let's go to the other Alex. Uh, now in Brooklyn, Alex, your thoughts. Uh, thanks for taking the call, Rita. Uh, you know, Mayor Eric Adams is not really, he's not a mayor. He's a mayor name only as, uh, you know, Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani likes to call him. He's a real moron because this is the second time he's done this. If you remember, he ran in the primary when he ran for mayor. He was the candidate running around saying that he was going to fight crime. And so it appeared like he had a plan, but he fooled us because he came in with zero plans for how to combat the crime issue. Well, and also, and Alex, just because he and invited Alex, these people in here. Yep. And hang and on, just because, hold on, Alex, hold on a second. Hold on, just because we have a little bit of time. But you're right. He has said it's a sanctuary city. He hasn't changed the status yet. Real quick, Alex, go ahead. Yep. He invited them in here with no plan for how to deal with them. This is the second time he's done that. And you know what? And we lost you there, Alex. We lost you for a second. But I heard what you said. By the way, I am happy that he is sounding the alarm. There's a lot of Democrats that aren't sounding the alarm. I just hope he also really sounds it and says, close the border, too. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.